You're listening to the Library Pros Podcast with Chris and Bob, a techie librarian and a computer IT guy discussing libraries, technology, and all things this side of the reference desk. Thanks, Carl. Hi, and welcome to episode 74 of the Library Pros Podcast. I'm Chris, and Bob is homesick in bed. At least that's what he told me. So Bob's not with us today, but today we are coming to you again from the Sage and Public Library in Holbrook, New York. Uh, the Library Pros Podcast is a bi-monthly podcast, so please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. And please check us out on Twitter at, at the Library Pros and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Library Pros. Consider leaving a review or tell a friend or colleague because that, that word of mouth is really what um, helps our listenership grow. So today we are being joined by Nadine Spano and Deborah. Debbie. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> Keener. Keener, right? Keener. Keener. Uh, Nadine is the librarian, a librarian and head of adult services and information at the Oceanside Library. And Debbie is the project coordinator, which sounds so incredibly cool. And we're going <laughs> to talk about how cool your job is in a couple of minutes. Great. And they're from the Oceanside Library in Oceanside, New York. So we're going to speak with Nadine and Deborah about the development of their online book club and how it's transformed into a digital interactive program. But first, let's just have a quick chat and get to know everybody. So. Tell us about yourselves uh, and how you got started in library land. Well, you first. Thanks, Debbie. Nadine goes first. <laughs> um, well, the uh, being a librarian is a second career for me. I Usually it's for all of yeah, us. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about that. Um, my background is in marketing and promotions, um, but one day when I was home with my kids as they were growing and um, someone said to me, you know, you should be a librarian. You're always in the library. And I decided to give uh, library school a chance, went back and got my master's degree and got a, was fortunate enough to get a job in a public library right away and um, really loved it. Just loved the service, loved being with the public. And as a book person. It was like heaven on earth. I grew up in a library, loved it. So I ended up, uh, you know, becoming a librarian and, and enjoying every minute of it. Um, and I'm really happy at Oceanside and get to work with awesome people like Debbie. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, Debbie, you're up. Your turn. So um, I am not a librarian. My background is um, media studies and marketing. I worked as a media planner in uh, at Young and Rubicam in the city for Campbell's Soup and the U.S. Army. Wow, that's years. pretty cool. <laughs> yes, and then I transitioned to development for nonprofits and did some fundraising. Then I was a stay-at-home mom for about, and I still am a mom, obviously, <laughs> for about eight years and I answered an ad on Facebook that our assistant director of community service put out for a project coordinator and I took a chance and I have to say it is probably one of the best chances I took in my life because it has changed my view of libraries it has been so exciting and it really has given me a second career and a real love for what goes on in the libraries. You found the job on Facebook. <laughs> I found the job on Facebook, yes. That First of all, it says a lot about Oceanside, yes. uh, how progressive they are, mm -hmm. and how cool is that? Right. That you answered a job on Facebook, mm -hmm. and your job was working on Facebook. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that actually, I never really put that <laughs> together, but most of what I do 
um, we engage the community on Facebook and on Instagram. We also use Twitter, but that's really not my focus. But that is what I do most of the day and also work on programs with our adult program coordinator. And I'll give a shout out to Ocaria Domingo because she does a great job. And that's what I do. And I love it. I absolutely love it. That is so cool. Hmm. That really is great. Okay, so following the script I say we never look at. Um, <laughs> the Oceanside Library is a library here on Long Island in Nassau County. So for those of us... Those of you that are listening are saying, oh, this guy's talking about Long Island again. So Long Island is really four counties, um, but we don't really count Brooklyn and Queens because they're part of the city of New York. So geographically, they are part of the island, but we don't call that Long Island. So we have Suffolk County, which is everything from, if you're looking at a map of Long Island, um, is that those two twin forks at the end, all the way to like Melville, Huntington, and then there's this magical road called Route 110. And the border isn't really there, but it's like our imaginary border. So the border is just west of there where Woodbury is on the other side um, and Farmingdale and places like that. So you guys are in the southwest corner of Nassau County. So you guys are really close to Queens. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So tell me about your library district. Um, You know, tell me just a little bit about it and, and, and why it's so such a great place to live. Well, I was going to yeah. So I am an Oceanside resident. Um, Oceanside is a South Shore community. We're very close to Long Beach, which is um, a great beach community in Nassau County. And also a city. Yes, and also a city. Um, we have a fantastic community. It's a community that comes together. We have our library patrons are very engaged, fantastic. Yeah. We have um, a very what would you say, a very strong... You're going with the readers? <laughs> yeah, readers. We, uh, library supporters and um, yeah. readers. We have a community of real book lovers, um, in ad- adults and children alike, um, but the adult community of readers, um, since that's the area that I'm in, I, I am amazed at the avid, and I love the fact that we have readers that are as enthusiastic about books and authors and reading as as I am, as a librarian, you know? That's like a dream. Um, but the community loves the library. They're gracious, um, wonderful people uh, that are so grateful to be, uh, you know, served by the library. and um, They're very supportive. They really do use the library. We have so many patrons mm-hmm. that come in and take advantage of all the resources that we provide, the programs. We have so many wonderful programs. And I have to say, our patrons, they definitely, we have patrons that we'll see in the morning for a program, (laughs) and they come back at night for another program. So we really have a very engaged population in Oceanside. And really, that tells the tale, right? So if you're getting those people coming in and coming back for more, you must be doing something right. Right. And I think that's one of the things that sets us apart. We really talk to our community members. We want to know what they're looking for during our programs. We'll ask them, what could we do better? What do you want to see? And they'll, they'll tell us, this doesn't work, or, <laughs> oh, I love this. And that's kind of how we build our programs. You know, mo- they, our patrons love movies. They love cooking classes. And we came to find out, I mean, not that we came to find out, but 
just book discussions. They love to come in and not necessarily talk about one specific book, which is a traditional way of looking at book clubs. They want to come in and just talk about all the different books they are reading or have read. And, and share and, and connect share. with one another around stories and and books. And that's been um, really interesting as well and mm-hmm. make, just wonderful. Yeah. So, and it sounds like a great community if they're coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and and it, by coming back for more, I don't necessarily mean it's the same people coming in all the time. But the fact that you have that many people coming to the building and they're coming from more than one program. Mm-hmm. This says a lot about the program that you're offering. Right. So so tell us what you both do there without getting into too much detail because we could build a whole podcast just around what you guys are telling me off mic. Um, just tell me a, a day in the life. Like the head of reference now versus what the head of reference 15 years ago was a completely different animal. So tell tell everybody about what you guys do. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting because... Um, I started out as a children's librarian, teen librarian, and a head of children's services. So I come from this background that's a little bit different. Came from the scariest part of library. Yeah, I love. At least in my view, (laughs) I get scared when I go over to children's. (laughs) Gotta love the children's. Um, But you know, when I came into adult services at Oceanside, um, I did have some adult services experience. Um, but, the, you know, the day is, I don't want to say it's a lot like children's, but what I like to bring to it is that same enthusiasm that you have when you're a child, that you love to just learn new things. You're curious. Um, there's something new for you when you go in. It's not so formal. I think uh, I think of adult reference, and I was a heavy library user and when I was in college, and, you know, my, my thoughts of that adult services department year years ago was, was really, really intimidating. Um, I didn't want to ask questions. And I believe that adult services and the information that we provide, it, it really should come from an enthusiasm and a, and a lifelong desire to learn for, for life, no matter what it is. You know, there's never a stupid question. I know we say that, but to really do that with there people. There really are stupid questions. Well, <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> 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 but in truth, you know, um, I just like making it a place where people feel comfortable, where they can get what they need, um, and you still feel a little bit like a kid at heart. Um, I think that's really important in today's world. Um, And I think at Oceanside, I've had the freedom to be able to do that over this last year. That's very Definitely. We have a really great adult reading program, too, that I think Mm -hmm. branched out from that enthusiasm and... um, you know, we can talk a little bit about that, um, but we have just some great ways to make adults feel like kids again and um, and have fun. And that's a really good take on it to make kids feel like they're adults, like kids, like they're adults, like adults, like they're kids. That's a great. That's a great. Natural uh, curiosity is yeah. something that I think we sometimes feel like we've lost a little bit. So I, right. I, I think making people feel comfortable, even those in the community who might have difficulty using technology. You know, just you know, talking today with you a little bit about technology and the way that it's it's 
growing, people get so intimidated and there needs to be a place where they could go ask for help. And at Oceanside, we really offer people a chance to come in and feel comfortable. No one's going to really shake their head at them or right. don't Judging you know this? Zone, yeah, yeah right. it really should be like that. And and it should be fun when you're learning too. Right. Absolutely. And, and our programs are designed around that and adult services as part of the whole library-wide culture of making everyone feel like a guest and also feel comfortable. We encourage curiosity. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And isn't that really, really important? Yes. You know, whether it's technology or whether it's no technology. You know, people take cooking classes because they want to learn something. Right. People go to lectures about, like today they're doing something here about Hamilton. Mm-hmm. which is, like, still the big rage. Right. They asked my 14-year-old daughter. She's, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and they're going to have a sold-out crowd there today. Mm-hmm. And there's what's great about libraries is it, there's so much that we offer across such a diverse topic area. It could be anything from crafting or building to lectures about historical figures to musical performances to learning about your technology, to taking technology classes, or maybe even making something if you have a makerspace. There's so much that libraries do. And it's nice to see that libraries on both sides of the border have really embraced that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then talking about social media, that's like kind of the next thing. So, Deb, tell us about what you do. So my day changes every day. Isn't that the truth, Yes. So when I come in, the first thing I do is obviously I see what's going on for the day and what I need to promote. Um, and I do I do that on Facebook or Instagram. I do post like a bulletin port, like we were uh, saying before. But it's so much more than that. But it is so much more than that. The other thing I do, if it's a certain week, for instance, on Band Book Week, my idea when I came in, I noticed that our library really wasn't engaging the community on social media, and that's where I kind of filled that need. I took that and I said, "Why don't we start playing games?" And my first, the first thing I did actually was um, band book week game, and I would take pictures of different scenarios, and our patrons had to guess what the band book, what the band book was. I didn't think I would get, you know, much going on, but it ended up being huge. And my favorite thing that so I fun. did was I went to Stomp and Shop. And, and you I, got noticed and recognized. <laughs> oh, you're the library lady. No, well, that the funny thing is, is I'm really hardly ever on camera. I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> so I like to just kind of put it together. But what I did, I I printed out pictures of different Jameses, like famous James, James Gandolfini, James Spader, James Franco, and I put them in the peach um, produce department, (laughs) and I took a picture, and you had to guess the banned book, and it was James and the Giant Peach. And people just went crazy, and I was actually retweeted on Simon & Schuster, which was pretty cool. Wow. So that was pretty cool. But then I noticed, hey, our community likes to play games, Mm -hmm. and that's what I started to do. And basically, when we had certain programs, um, for instance, right now we're doing Take a Book on a Blind Date. So... We started a bookler, which is our take on The Bachelor, and we started a, a series. And our patrons get to watch <laughs> hilarious, our Debbie. librarians, hilarious, um, 
try to win the bookler. You'll have to look on our YouTube channel to, to see this. And we'll provide links yes. uh, to this. We'll, we'll do plugs at the end, and I'll post it on our social on okay, our cool. website too. Um, what else? Nadine and I, we do something every month. We air something called Secrets in the Stacks, and basically we talk about our second floor, our adult services because a lot of people come into the library and they don't even realize we have a second floor so this was our way of promoting what is going on upstairs so that also is on our youtube channel and nadine is the star of that (laughs) so basically i'm very blessed i have um our director chris mara and our assistant director of community service tony iavino they really give me the freedom to play with our social media and our patrons and it's been working for us so that's just kind of a snippet i do other things but yeah that's just and that's really really cool (laughs) thanks i mean the fact that you're in stop and shop (laughs) and you didn't get stopped by the people doing the produce no actually what's funny the produce manager came out and he started putting like little like um, you know one of the like little trees around the the peaches because he wanted it to look good so that was a lot of fun oh that's hysterical yeah wow so we do have a lot of ground to cover sure so we're gonna take a short break and when we come back we're gonna talk about this this book discussion that you've now evolved into kind of like the next level so i'm excited to talk about that so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back hi it's chris from the library pros and i want to tell you about the book best technologies for public libraries policies programs and services I, along with Nick Tanzi and James Hutter, both amazing technology librarians and previous guests on this podcast, co-authored the endeavor. If you're interested in bringing 3D printing, augmented reality, virtual reality, or drone flying to your library, this book has what you need. It's a roadmap to successfully implementing this technology because we cover purchasing, developing effective policy, finding the right software, and have model programs and services already designed to make planning programs easier. You can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy books or ebooks. I hope you'll check it out. Okay, we are back with Nadine Spano and Debbie Keener from the Oceanside Library. So, got to start at the beginning. How long have you been doing book discussions at Oceanside? And who was the first one to say, let's see if we can't make this more digital? Well, I'll say that I've been at Oceanside for a year. Um, I've done book discussions in other libraries. And um, when I came on, uh, one of the first things that was happening was a new type of book discussion, and I loved this. And uh, Chris Mara, our director, approached me about it, and Debbie, and it was one of the first things that I got to jump into, um, which, as you know, I was super excited about, which was, at the time, Deb, we called it a Facebook Live book discussion. I think that's how it was. And um, you know the background, so you could say how it developed so we have a Facebook page dedicated to just books, and it's called Oceanside Library All About Books. So I decided it was inactive, so I decided to relaunch it. 
And because I am on social media most of the day for Oceanside, I said, you know what? There are people like me who <laughs> may not want to leave their house and go to a book club. And they'd like to be part of a book club, but be home. So that really was just the idea that can we do this online? And again, you know, both uh, Chris and Tony were like, try it. So at the time we were working on it, there were some transitions going on. And Nadine came in and I basically said, do you want to do this with me? And I said, that sounds fun. Let's go. (laughs) So really, it was that simple. There really wasn't... It wasn't a long discussion or, I, I hate to say it, but I didn't really prepare it very well. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody, don't, don't tell anybody. And the we'll keep it just thing, between us. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, Deb, but I, maybe you remember, mm-hmm. because you called it a Facebook Live and I wasn't quite sure, I was expecting it to be video. And right. it was not. It was going to be a chat. Right. So at first I thought, oh my gosh, I have to go on video right now for the mm-hmm. first time I'm new and right. how is this going to work? And, you know, it was that kind of thing. But, right. um, you know, we did, it was, it was, it sounded like fun. And right. again, that whole idea of having some fun with traditional library programs was what I love. Right. So we started out, it really wasn't Facebook Live, it was really just. Our Facebook page, we would post a question, and we expected, we were hoping people would just come on and start, you know, just responding and giving their view on the book that we, actually, the first book we did was The Wife Between Us. Yes. So, so we just thought it would be simple, very simple. There's no video. It's just, we'll post a question and see if anybody, you know, bites and unfortunately, what happened, Facebook will only post what they feel is relevant. The nerve. So <laughs> we would post oh. something, and we knew people came on. Right. Because the first question we did ask, oh, just say who you are, say hi. So we had about seven people. Yeah. So we knew there were people there. But then once we started posting questions, there was no response. It was crickets. And we thought, we already lost them with our first question? Like, this is going to tank. (laughs) But then we realized it was because of how, you know... That damn algorithm. algorithm. That's what it was. And it was a monkey wrench we weren't expecting. We didn't expect it. Um, So we started to um, post memes like Bueller. (laughs) Can anyone hear us? So that's when, again, probably if I did the preparation beforehand, I would have, I would have realized that, but I didn't, which was, which was fine. So the next day, we started to discuss different options, Mm -hmm. and that's when Nadine brought up go-to meetings. So, yeah. So, you know, having, thinking that this was going to be live, which I knew it wasn't you know, beforehand, but I was already in my mind thinking, how fun is that to have a video book discussion? You mm-hmm. could be at home and everybody can chat with you. And that was the the image of the book club that was in my head. So, I, you know, Debbie and I sat and said, how can we do this? And we talked a little bit about um, YouTube and um, Facebook Live 
which uh, the I, actual video stream the actual, video right. yes um and we had some concerns about that comfort level of our patrons. People don't, you know, a lot of times people don't feel comfortable um, even making comments live without, you know, they wanted some kind of sense of, of privacy. But also one of the things that was important to me was to keep that book club vibe going of it being a private event that you kind of open a door and enter and then close the door and leave. And um, I thought, well, that's kind of like what a webinar is. So why don't I look and see if a go-to meeting would be something that could work for the patrons at home to do easily and for us to run. And we, we did do a couple of little sample runs for Deb and I. And it went really well. Yes, it really went well. Mm -hmm. We were surprised, actually, how well it went because we didn't think anyone would... Again, you set up the meeting, you send the link out. And again, we still used our... Oceanside Library Facebook page, but also the Oceanside Library All About Books page. We put the link, and all you have to do is click the link, and then you just come on. So we ended up, our first time, we had like maybe seven people yes, come on. Yes, that was Crawdads, where the Crawdads sing, I think, right? Wasn't was that, that the Crawdads? But we did go to, I don't remember. I don't but remember I, I, I think we do try to pick more <laughs> popular. Uh, books that people are talking about even in their own book clubs at home so it's just another place to tell you know to talk about books right and um we did we had a really good turnout it was yes. pretty easy for people to get online as you said and the the difference though is you do see our faces yes so we were a little <laughs> concerned <laughs> because we wanted it to be anonymous but it ended up, we became, we, we took it very seriously. Yes. We started to um, call ourselves the Hoda and Kathy Lee <laughs> of, our, <laughs> of our online book discussion because we ended up trying to come up with different ways, like how should we look? Should we have something in the backgrounds? Like we wanted it to be fun, almost like a talk show. And we, I think we did that. Yes. I mean, in a limited in a capacity. Limited. Right. But, and knowing that we didn't have a tremendous audience made it easier for us to kind of uh, finesse what we were doing at, over the last few months right. to get comfortable and, and, and have some laughs. And again, it was, we made it fun we because it that's fun. what we, you know, that's how we enjoy books. So um, we tried to do that for... And we usually don't discuss what we're going to say. Yes. Which we think that's... Um, <laughs> Surprise! I hated it! <laughs> yeah. And that's usually me. I haven't, I haven't enjoyed most of our, our book picks. <laughs> there's always one yeah, in the book club. Always, yes, but it's usually me. But that's been, that's been fun, actually, yeah. because we will try to convince each other that the other one is right. Um... And I usually will say you're right. No, sometimes, I don't know. Usually people will agree with you more. You think? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's actually a good transition to our next question, because backtracking, it sounds like you do mostly fiction, right? Do you ever delve into the nonfiction area when talking about books? I don't know if... We did educated. educated right. So the memoir um, was, what was that? Like or, That was early... That was pretty early on, too. That was in the fall. We did educate. We did educate. And we found it difficult, actually, to yes. 
to discuss educated because it's kind of like how do you say I didn't like this woman's life you know like (laughs) no your life was really boring and dull and yes quite disturbing so we don't know what to say other than maybe you shouldn't be writing right right so I personally like the fiction right you know but I guess I mean again it's that's the fun of it we really we actually had a great time with discussing educated. educated. We really did. And and I think some of the online comments were interesting, too. Right. Um, and with nonfiction, you also get that element of bringing some real-world things into the conversation that are relevant. There was a lot of articles written about educated. Um, Debbie was able to post some um, resources before uh, we spoke about it, that mm. there was some... Um, you know, interviews she had done and things like that. So you get kind of get that real world um, happening as well. So, you know, we're kind of open to really any anything. anything. Although I, I don't like <laughs> what we've just, I don't like books that go on and on about <laughs> the detail of the scenery. Like, <laughs> we just finished The Giver of Stars. Yes. And I hated it. Could I say that? That's, no, it's that's part of a book discussion. Right. Be people, and it's actually quite interesting that you have one of the hosts of the the book discussion that doesn't like the books. Right. I, that's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was pages and pages of horses and mountains, <laughs> and I just couldn't take it anymore. And honestly, I didn't love the book either. Although right. I started out. Uh, enjoying it and then the story lost me and I uh, you know but I think Debbie and I it was one of our most interesting book discussions because of Debbie's hatred for the nature (laughs) in that description but it was it was great it's also you know when you read a book that you you know we happen to really like that author and we really love her books and so we were genuine you know genuinely surprised that we and that we didn't care for the for the book right. um, as much as we wanted to um, and we had a lot of fun with it so we what was did. the reaction of the participants so oh my god these they're picking books they hate <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have a few regulars yes and they actually love that they actually <laughs> yes. will tell us like we'll, because I also didn't love again I didn't love crawdads which I did love and she did and again, just too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> the marsh, the birds. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, we actually had a few of our uh, patrons say, like, Debbie, we can't forgive you for not <laughs> loving crawdads. Like, they'll they'll actually have fun with us. So that I think that's why they've been coming back, because I think they don't know what we're going to say. And it's great because, and, and I don't know if we mentioned this before, they, they're chatting live to us, and we have it up. So we can see their comments, and we can see their, um, you know, whatever questions they have for us as we're doing it and everyone in the room does just right. like a regular webinar right. and um, so yes we do get some some great comments yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this because it's a, you're using GoToWebinar right yeah so and at first I thought maybe you guys are still doing the Facebook thing but it sounds like GoToWebinar is working better for you yes definitely what and I'm not putting you guys on the spot or anything because we're kind of off-roading for a second from the script um, 
what is the, the approximately the, the cost of that? And does, do you allow, is there a certain amount of people that can join before it like gets filled up? Do you have like the 10 slots or 15 slots or does it not work that way? I think you can have over 200 I think it's 150, 150 is the max. Right. Um, There's a number to shoot for. Yeah, right. we are. Right. <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> yes. Um, and the cost is about, I want to say it's about $18 and change a month. Wow. Is that cheap? Yes. Wow. And we... Um, have been able to, if there's months we haven't had, you can cancel from month to month. So, you know, we don't have wow. to pay for what we don't use. But I but I do think it's a really wonderful platform for um, doing this type of thing in particular. Um, it's mobile ready. They've, they've, it's, um, you know, go to meeting and it's mobile ready. So people can do it right from their cell phones pretty easily. Right. You don't need to be at a laptop or a computer. We've even had some guests, uh, some patrons come on just for the audio to listen to us. <laughs> um, and, you know, because... I would listen. Yeah. You and, guys are compelling. And, oh, the fact you. that you're yin and yanging each other is hysterical. <laughs> so I, I definitely think it's been, you know, we've talked about, should we try something else? But it doesn't seem to not be working. So... Yeah, we keep it going works well. back to it. Yeah. It works well. And um, we've had another librarian, um, our adult librarian, Brianna, she has done an online uh, adult graphic novel book discussion. She, you know, joined that way. And we've had other informational sessions using GoToMeeting. Go to so it's, we definitely use it. Yeah. So it's it sounds like it was a great transition from Facebook because oh, of yeah. the algorithms and all that other, um, we'll call that stuff mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we won't, right. we won't disparage Facebook in any way, shape, or form. Right. Because um, there goes my Facebook account. Yes. Uh, but it, it sounds like this is more targeted almost in a way mm -hmm. because everybody can join in real time virtually and participate as opposed to doing it piecemeal with you put the you put the post up there, people are chatting, or maybe they're missing the post because of X, right. Y, and Z. Right, right. Um, so tell me what your thought process was after starting it and doing the Facebook thing, why go to webinar? Um, I think it really was trying to, Debbie and I, first of all, we weren't opposed to doing something live and video and having your community see your face is sometimes scary, but also really great and comforting because when they come back into the library, it's like, oh, there's Debbie and Nadine. Right. They did the book discussion. And, right. you know, so I think that's a really important thing to have. Um, that can It's just another layer of connection to the community when they see you. Right. And I also think doing the webinar made it this private event. It still felt like a private space. It just was a virtual space for people. And they could be home in their pajamas. Right. And, you know, we have a lot of working moms and dads and working people in general some of our you know guests can't um, patrons can't get to the library at seven o'clock at night or don't want to because they're tired right. but they want to participate and I think the webinar format allowed for that and then also the chat function is really great and easy to see as uh, being able to just um, administer that the two of us while we're talking and discussing right. and the video it works it's very easy um, we can also put up any kind of graphics that we want to um, right. as we go um, and I, I think also as you just mentioned about the um, the private 
the privacy we only see someone's first name. So sometimes on Facebook, people have their first and last and name. And they can put anything they want to and go to right. webinar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. right. So I think that's also important to some of our patrons. They, you know, maybe they're teachers or they don't want their name to be, you know, on Facebook, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they just want to come in and discuss this book. And then when they leave, it's done. It's over. So they don't have to worry that, you know, they made a comment about, you know, a book or, you know, something along those lines. And they don't want somebody to see it or, you know, they don't want to be public. They want it to be a private, you know, and I think that that's, you know, we respect that and and it works. And we've heard, you know, we've gotten really good feedback from some of our regulars about it. And they like the format the way that it is. Right. It's easy. It's fun. And very casual for them. And I think it takes out that intimidation. Sometimes when you go to book clubs and the the book club leader, which is great, so, like, please don't get me wrong, but they go in and they have all this knowledge and they speak a certain way about the book. And maybe, you know, you like it, but you didn't love it. You may feel intimidated to actually say Speak exactly up. how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think this just kind of takes that layer off. Like, we don't see anyone's face. So, you know, if Jim says he hated the book, I won't see him the next day at our <laughs> cooking program and be like, what's wrong with you, Jim? Yeah. So I think that um, was important for a lot of our patrons. But I also think it's really important that one of you doesn't necessarily like the book either. Mm. So it's not like you're both rah, 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 cheerleading for this book. Right. And then somebody feels bad. Oh, they both like it. I really didn't like it. Now I don't want to say something. Right. Right. It's re- it's a real world book club. It's funny. It, yeah. And I think it's hysterical. It. Yeah. <laughs> we never know. And we really do try to not talk about the book too much when we see each other. Like right now we're reading... This, this tender land. Don't talk about it. We're not. No, we won't. <laughs> we don't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so it just adds to the to the surprise of the night when we sit down to talk about it. Right. It so who who actually came up with the idea first for the go to webinar? Are you guys going to fight it out to say I did it first? I did it first. No, I'll say I did it first. Yeah. I, I think the meeting was her idea. Yeah, we okay. we I spent some time. You know, so just you did the research. You didn't just yeah. say one day, "Oh, go to a meeting. Why not?" Right, right. I <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? Because that's what I did for Facebook. <laughs> hey, are, are you saying my Facebook posts weren't good enough for you? <laughs> you skipped right over Facebook Live, and we went to go to go to webinar. <laughs> Definitely, but it was it was um, something I sat and looked at. Um, and we talked about it quite a bit. And I, I was afraid we wouldn't find something that worked or we'd be constantly, my fear was of constantly changing the format and losing then the people, people we had because there were people who were really enjoying it and would come in and say, are you doing that online book club again? And I didn't want to have to say, yeah, but it's not going to be Facebook or GoToMeeting or YouTube. Like, right. I, Then you lose your program. Then it dies. And that was something I really wanted, the consistency and um, the ease of, of having people get on, know what they're going to do, and um, and just be there to enjoy the, the program. If not you make the it too complicated, yeah. you lose someone. Yeah, right, so right. the simple... You know, the better. And well, we assess it every time. How did that go? What do you think? 
and right. we it talk was, about it. There was yeah. a learning curve Her. because the first day we didn't know we had to hit the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking, but no one else could, could hear, hear us. us. <laughs> hello, so that, hello. Right. That's, that's funny because our first podcast episode, we forgot to put the mic on. Yeah. Mm. We did the whole thing, and then it was like that, that oh. uh, Jodie Foster movie where she was like... It was, I forget, Contact or something it was called or something. Oh, yes. And they nothing happened, but she had that whole experience. But they mm. said there was two hours or, or how many hours of, hit, of you know, unrecorded just hiss. Mm. So we had that except when I hit the bumpers and the bumpers came on. So we forgot to actually hit the mic button to record. We oh. recorded, but recorded dead air. Wow. So I totally feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were nervous. We were nervous. We, do, we still get a little... We do. Get a little nervous. Because you're live performing. It's yeah. not like sitting like this with just the, you know, the three of us in a room and then eventually I post this. Yes. Right. No, there are people watching us. Yes. And in the moment. And judging us. And judging us. <laughs> She's drinking a Starbucks. Um, <laughs> She's drinking Starbucks. Exactly. Right. Remember I had my big cup of tea? We had tea. My Our second... Was it our first or our second book discussion? I had pneumonia. Oh, right. That's, <laughs> that's oh, dedication. I was going to say, wow. That's dedication. Yes. What book? I don't I remember. Think that, was that our first? It might have been. Yeah. Oh, you were so sick. I felt so bad. I know. I think it was the second because we were in the story time room. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second. So. so tell me about your statistics with your attendees in GoToWebinar versus a live book discussion. Um, don't so, have, you don't have to say it was seven here and 12 there. Just in broad terms. Our online discussions are definitely smaller. Well, They're that's understandable. Smaller, right? You're just starting yeah, it out. We just know. started. Yeah. Um, the in-person book discussions, we have book leaders come in to the library. It's usually 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They, Depending on the book, it's always... Right. And, you know, they discuss a certain book like we do. They will get about 15 to 20 people to, you know in the afternoons Mm -hmm. so we're still growing Mm -hmm. that's understandable you just started so Mm -hmm. yeah um but i i could foresee that your numbers doing it this way could equal or even exceed the in-person because of the way you're doing it from home right and and one of the things i've come to discover too is you know sometimes it's the the experience you know like i said we do have a couple of regulars who rely on this book club as their book club like right. they say they oh it. i They're, have book yes, club yeah. tonight right mm-hmm. they arrange their schedule around it and to me that's just awesome you yeah. know that somebody wants to do that right so whether there's you know 8 18 80 i love the fact that we have such dedication and commitment to um to this club from some of the members regularly mm-hmm. it's agree. great and new members like we love seeing new people pop up i know um from month to month and last month we had someone new and yeah. we were like who is that like yeah. we were very excited how did he find, find out, out about, about us so as so. kind of like an off-road question is there, first of all, I don't even know if there's a way to control it, but is it just Oceanside patrons who do this? Or no. do you get people from, like, you get a guy, this, like, you know, you get a guy from left field in Alaska who joins in? Um, we would love to. It's open right. to it's anyone. It's open to anyone. The link is posted. It's posted on our eBlast, on our Facebook page, on our All About Books page. We have, um, we have people that are on our Facebook and All About Books page that are not Oceanside residents. 
So I know, I mean, I, I know the person, but my cousin came on for our last book discussion and she's in New Jersey. So, you and, know, she came on. Right. And I, you know, the same thing. I think we talk about it. So right. I, um, I don't live in Oceanside, but um, I talk about it with my own book club that I'm in. You know, personally, my friends, neighbors. I have some neighbors who can't get out of the house at night and have come on to participate and really liked it because they feel connected to something. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's great like that. Mm-hmm. So, and again, another great transition to the next question. With you know any new light idea like this, there's got to be some unforeseen things that happen. Um, the surprise is both good and bad, you know. Pneumonia was one. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the intended or maybe unintended surprises that have come up with regard to bringing this to a digital format? Not necessarily, it could be back, back in the beginning when you were just doing Facebook other than the algorithm problem. Right. Can I say I have to make sure I have lipstick in my bag? Because we do it at 7 o'clock at night and, you know, by the end of the day... It's the last thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've got to be on camera now. Right. At 7 o'clock after yeah, working all day? 7.30, yeah. yes. So, but little things like that. Like knowing that you're going to be on camera, knowing right. what's in Wanting the background, to. making sure, you know. Well, we're, I, can I tell that yes, one story? Yes, that's good. So we, last month when we had our book discussion, we were upstairs in adult services. And it's an open office. And while we were speaking... Our, one of the pages came in with her cart, and she she's um, she's she, a lovely young woman, but she wears like gloves. gloves she was working in with the dust, dust and clearing right. the shelves. But and the stuff. way she came in was like I can't explain <laughs> it. We're on podcast. I'm like doing it. It like looked like she was going to do surgery or right. something behind <laughs> us. She came with her hands <laughs> up like oh, she yeah, had yeah. just scrubbed in. She had no idea that we were actually live and online, she and she no pushed idea. her cart. You know, she was. It was at night. She was going through everything, and here she came. You know, with her gloves behind us, like something seen out of like a horror film right. or something. You know, it was great. That should be the, that should be one of your sticks. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, something Somebody happens go- behind you. Right. That would be Surgery. good. Surgery. Yes. <laughs> Something's happening. Throwing snowballs at you. Or, right. So putting yeah. a sign on the door maybe is something we should <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then again, it keeps it fun and. Right. Because we had fun with it. We because did. Because it reminded us of there was that video of, I think there was. It was a businessman on Skype, and his always kid, kid came, came in. in. He was talking about geopolitical walk- stuff, yes. and his kid was walking in doing inappropriate you know, things. Right, yeah. he came in, and then the mom is like going crazy trying to get the kid out. So it kind of reminded us of that, and and our patrons that were on the you know the book discussion laughed like they thought it was funny. Yeah, so that was fun, and we welcome guests, and we've had our program coordinator who has been part of the daytime book discussions. Right. Um, Ocaria, she will come on at times as well to kind of voice the opinions of what happened during the day if it's the same book. So we we try to sometimes we choose different books to talk about right. in the evening. Um but in there have been some situations where there was an overlap so it's been great to have her come in she brings some notes with her and talk about some of the things that happened during the day. Right. And um, it just adds a whole another element in. So we love having guests pop in, too. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it begs the question, is this going to turn into a podcast? Hey. This sounds like yeah. a podcast. Debbie and I definitely have some ideas. Yes. 
uh, I think it could complement. I never want to lose the online presence that we have, our video. Um, I think it works so well. But but I think you could actually record what you're doing mm-hmm. and then launch it as a podcast. Or at least, is there a, is some way for people to actually listen to your webinar or see your webinar after it's over as like a legacy kind of thing? We don't record it. They do give that option yes. on go-to meetings that you can record it. We haven't done that yet. We've talked about we've it. Talked about it. So I smell podcasts. Yeah, mm. it's something we definitely have said we should try it. We and, should and, try it. Uh, yeah, we're like, no, my hair was bad today. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'll have a better hair day. <laughs> but that's what's great about yeah. a podcast. Yeah, it won't matter because it sounds compelling. Yeah, right. It sounds very compelling and fun to listen to. It is. It is. I think it we is. have fun with we, it too, and yeah. I think that's what's that's what's great about it is if you're having fun doing it, then you know everyone's going to have fun being there too. Right. Now, can you download what you've done in GoToWebinar and maybe put it on Facebook as like a Facebook post? I don't know if you can down. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure, sure either. Because if you're recording it, you should be able to archive it then or get access to it from some kind of cloud service. Or I feel like the download feature, the uh, recording feature, does save it as a file that we would then be able to post. Because that would be great to you know post it to social media too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and then guess what? Now, oh, that's what this thing thing is. Oh, I'd like to do this next time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, not telling you how to do your job or anything. No, 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 no. But well, see, that's that's the thing that. Again, all great, but we wanted to try to keep that privacy for the patrons that came That's true in. Too. So we would probably have to tell them, you know, listen, th- this, this is, is going gonna, to yeah. be on our Facebook page. Or you, you could just take the audio from it. Right. 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 So, not the video part right. of it. True. Which would, yeah. then you wouldn't have to worry so much about having a bad hair dye or whatever. Yeah. Right. 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 Absolutely. I mean, and there are ways. Hair. There are ways you can actually. I mean, we don't have to talk about it now in the podcast, right. but there are ways you can extract just the uh, the audio for it. Right. And then talk like we were talking about off mic about turning it into a podcast and pushing it up to an audio host and and then you know developing it that way. Right. Yeah. Okay. What do you say, Nadine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're not rolling their eyes at me, so I guess it's okay. No, no, they're, and they're agreeing. Yes. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh no! I, What's I, happening? Did I just destroy the whole book club? Oh no! Oh my God! You guys are hysterical. Aww. And and you guys really are doing something that hasn't, not that I've heard of, with go to webinar or anything like that. Because I've seen all different kinds of book, you know, where it's, you know, it's online with Facebook, like you tried to develop and. Carol Ann over at Merrick has her thing with her live one where she dream, brings in, you know, the authors via Skype or Google Hangouts or something. But this, I think, is kind of unique because you're doing it in real time. Mm-hmm. They can see you. They can participate. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, but it can still be kind of anonymous. Right. So this is something that I, I've never heard of before. And you may be probably the first on the island. Wow. Um, That's great. High well, five five-fiving each other. I love it. <laughs> so... Um, I can't wait to see where this goes next. This is Me exciting. Too. Yeah, it is exciting. Uh oh, they don't know yet. <laughs> but that's good because that's kind of what the driving force yes. is. Yes, right. Is that that unknown what next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part to it. Definitely. Yes. We'll yeah. let it evolve. It's a good thing. Right. And sometimes it's it, it's going to probably transform on its own as you guys mm-hmm. continue to to move forward and develop it too. Right. So, but this this is some really cool stuff. Groundbreaking stuff. Thanks. Wow. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break, but what we're going to do 
is have you guys answer our questions that we ask everyone from our 032 list, which is a list of questions we ask everybody who comes onto our podcast. And it's the top 10 list with 11 questions. So figure that one out. <laughs> and of course, we're going to give thanks where, like we do on every episode to my friend Melanie Cardone from the Longwood Public Library for giving us the name, the 032 list that we, uh, you know, that we have here. So we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, we are back with Nadine and Deb. Deb, Debbie, Deb. Deb, Deb, Deb is fine. I call okay. her Deb. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so they're going to be our next participants in our 032 list. So the questions, and if you've heard our podcast, you've heard this line a thousand times. Uh, the questions on our lists were inspired by Literary Hub, a library news site that has stories and interviews related to library land. You can see their work by visiting lithub.com. They do a great job educating and informing library professionals on great topics from all over the world. Thank you, Literary Hub. So you guys ready? Yes. yes. Okay. Number one question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Uh, <laughs> they're looking first? at each other like, who goes first? And it's Nadine goes first. Okay. okay. It's like a bad game show. It is. Um, I wanted to be a backup dancer for Madonna or Cyndi Lauper. We were talking about the 80s. That's what I wanted to a do. A backup dancer? Yeah. And see, I wanted to be Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. There's the Deb and Nadine show. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. You probably wanted to hear something more like, yes. you know, no. Mother Teresa or... No, I wanted to dance and have fun. Yeah, so did I. You that's might catch me I dancing wanted. in the library yeah. every once in a while. <laughs> okay, next question. What was your first memory of a library and who brought you to the library for the first time? Should I take that one? Yeah. Okay, so my mom would take us to the library. Um, I'm from Astoria, so our library was on Dittmar's Boulevard, and my memory of it is there was a big carpet, and we would sit on it, and somebody, uh, pro one of the librarians, would read stories. That's like my my biggest memory of going as a child. And for me, I was, the library was the first place I could walk to that I was allowed to go alone. And I felt this incredible sense of empowerment of being able to walk there. It was probably a quarter of a mile from my house. It was a branch library. Um, and I, uh, summer reading was the first thing I did. So my mom would let me go every week. And um, I loved every minute of it, definitely. Okay, so next question. When did you decide to work in a library? And if not, what was your first career path? I, we kind of talked about this before, but about, you know, this being a second career for many librarians, unless you're like one of those one percenters. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I answered an ad on Facebook, <laughs> um, but I was in advertising and media, um, media planning, so that's what I did before 
you know, working in a library. And for me, I oh, same thing. I was had been home with my kids for a couple of years and wanted to you wanted to get out. Definitely. <laughs> Always a library lover. I had a friend turn to me and say, you should just work in the library. You're always there. And I gave it a shot. Um, my background, as I said, was marketing and promotions. I actually worked for an internet startup company in the 90s called Tripod. I'll shout out to Tripod. and <laughs> The great time I had there was a really awesome experience. I was um, doing online advertising so it was all of those pop-up ads that first came it's your into, fault that oh. is what it was interstitial pop-up ads and things like that so um totally different but i think that experience of being part of uh, marketing and promotions has has helped with the with the library as and library as it's evolved over the years right. definitely so you're mm -hmm. the pop-up queen yeah, yeah. In the nineties. In the nineties. <laughs> oh, I'm the trying stories. to log out with my forty on forty eight hundred board modem and all those pop ups come up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That was it. You're responsible. <laughs> that was it. Good times. Okay. <laughs> so the next question. Who's your favorite fictional librarian? Well, I always say it's Batgirl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We don't get Batgirl that often. It's really? my favorite. Yeah, Barbara Gordon. And actually I didn't know Batgirl was a librarian until she mentioned that. Yeah. Um, so this is going to sound strange, but when I was a kid, and truth be told, I still watch it, but on General Hospital, <laughs> um, Lucy Coe. I love it. One of the characters on General Hospital was a librarian. Yeah, that's a first. So <laughs> I haven't had General Hospital yet. <laughs> so she was my favorite librarian. But then um, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Giles. I think was his name. So that that's a good one too. Okay. So what would you be doing if you weren't working in the library? If you didn't have that epiphany moment and say I needed to work in a library, where would you be? Would you be stuck still in advertising? Would you still Backup be a dancer for Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding out. I'm still holding out. <laughs> for the twenty twenty one tour. <laughs> Um, you can push her wheelchair while she's on the <laughs> stage. I'm have to push my chair. <laughs> what would I be doing? You know what? I think I would really enjoy being in the film industry because I really enjoy putting the videos together. So maybe something along those lines. Editing. I also, this is, this is funny. I've mentioned this before. I want to write... <gasps> A Broadway musical based on libraries. <laughs> and I want to dance in it. And she's going to dance in it. I just need somebody who plays the piano because I don't. But I, I feel like there's a Broadway show. No doubt. <laughs> there's so many things I could say to yes. contribute to this production. None of them are airable. <laughs> It will be a small off, off Broadway. Off, 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 off. In Astoria. In Astoria. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God, that's great. Okay, so what is your favorite section of the library? Now, when we originally designed this question, we meant like, you know, are you a 978 person? Are you a, not a fiction person? But since libraries have really transformed, it could mean anything. It could mean the makerspace. It could mean... You know, it can mean the cafe. It can mean anything in the library. That's a tough question. Um, I mean, if I was thinking of them in the 
book section. You know, I'm a true crime fan, so I love the true crime section of the of, of the library. Anything to do with mobsters and mafia and kidnapping and all those gruesome things. <laughs> but really, you know, there's so many there's so many things that that I love. I still love the children's area, even as an adult librarian. You go in there, and I just once you're a children's librarian, you never really are you not just a get, children's librarian. Yeah, you just get. I don't know. I get some energy from watching a little kid, you know, run around, and it's just so fun with it and freeing. So, it, yeah, it's freeing because you don't have to work in that yes, department anymore. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and chase them. Very true. Very true. This, um, I like the lobby. Does that sound strange? I like walking in and seeing the new displays that we put up. Mm. Um, I, I like I like that. I like seeing, you know, the patrons checking out books and seeing who comes in and where they're going. So I, I, I actually really like the li- the lobby. That's a weird answer, but no, it's and we've never had lobby before. No. There's a few firsts here. This is good. So if you had infinite space and budget, what would you add to your library? Ocean Hi- Oceanside has an awesome garden in the back that I love, I love, I love. And I would expand the garden and out, I love outdoor space, especially for reading and meeting. And we're, we're talking about using it more for the summer when the weather's good. So I would definitely go with some kind of um, outdoor space, so larger, bigger, better outdoor area. Right. Um, after being here, I would love a cafe. <laughs> Cappuccino, that, please. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, so what do you just love about your library? Well, I said the garden. I love the garden. Right. But I, but really, I'm, I'm going to say it, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but it's the people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have such an incredible leadership and staff mm-hmm. that allows uh, uh for creativity and doing these types of things, like this book club um, that's online. So I, the energy and the new new ideas that come about all the time is great. So it's definitely the people. The patrons are the same way. They come in with these great ideas, and we just, you know, it's very cohesive. And that's what I love so much about it. So I have to agree. I um, People. The people. And we have a great staff. Mm-hmm. We really are a team, and in many ways, family because we're with each other every day for eight hours. Some of our staff have, um, they've worked at Oceanside for, you know, 25, 30 years. So they really are like the history of the library. So it's a lot of fun to talk to them and see how things have changed. And um, again, it's a team. So I really enjoy, you know, the people I work with. And the patrons, the patrons are fun. They are fun. (laughs) They are. I mean, most. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is one of my favorite questions. What is the weirdest, not necessarily worst, but weirdest things you've ever seen happen in the library? Nadine's primed. She has something on the tip of her tongue. You know, we had an alarm go off in the library (laughs) one day. It sounded like, you know, one of those chirping alarms. Oh, like the smoke detector? Yes. And we were running around just trying to figure out where on earth. And there was this one patron who was so angry that this alarm was going off. It sounded like a bird. Yeah. and, And come to find out it was in her bag. 
<laughs> it was one of those um, like emergency panic, a right. panic button or something like that. And, and she still was mad at you. Right? She was still. We ended up. She asked us to please destroy it, and it was actually funny. And she did laugh about it afterwards. But it was watching us all try to figure out where this. As she was moving through the library, oh, no. so we're trying to find the where this sound originated from. So that was really funny, and we we laughed till we cried that yeah. day. The staff that was good, and that she was, was a great sport about it. My son bought this for me, <laughs> and it was buried under all of her books, so it was a, a loud noise, but it was really hard to determine where it came from. <laughs> that was great. So um, definitely the the alarm, the alarm lady. I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was weird. We laughed. <laughs> Are you going with that one? Yeah, I'm going to go with okay. that. <laughs> so, who is your favorite regular patron? Debbie, you kind of get off the hook with this one, right? Um, no, because well, you have the, book the pro club. right, and yeah. also I um, help with programs with um, most of the programs that run. So I have two. One is this really great gentleman that comes um, to a lot of our programs, and he always reminds me <laughs> that I'm not the young programmer. <laughs> Where's oh. the young programmer? <laughs> wow. So, but he's lovely. But he's he always says, oh, hi, it's you. Where's the young programmer? <laughs> so he's a joy. I love um, <laughs> And then we have... Um, and she also is, is wonderful, but she, she changes her outfit in the middle of programs so that that's fun yeah yeah <laughs> so that you know that's probably my favorite regular yeah <laughs> or those both of those and i'm trying to think i i think it's you know we have some that come and and there's one in particular who will just want to use as much paper in the printer as absolutely possible every single time they're there. I've we, we explain that there's a limit and, you know, it's that same conversation and they're so nice about it and, you know, you do what you could do, but you know, she's going to continue to find extra paper wherever she can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our last question. What are people without library cards missing out on? They're missing out on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, I, a, a library card is such a great thing. And not just because I'm a librarian, but, you know, growing up, it was the most important thing to me. And it was an escape, you know, when things got hard in life. And even today, I think when we're just all trying to connect outside of our phones, the library is such a great place to do that. And... Um, we see people every day who come in and go, oh, I haven't been here in, you know, years. years. I didn't know you had this and this and museum passes and book discussions and science cafes and TED Talks and all these awesome things that we have. And a lot of libraries have them. Right. So, you know, you really are missing out on, on connecting with your community and, you know, being able to save yourself a few bucks by yeah. using your local library. That's definitely it. I, I'm saving a few bucks, but also just connecting with your community, coming in and meeting your neighbors. Yep. I mean, we have so many people yeah. that come in and they don't even realize they live a few houses down from each other. So, and we have a few people, we have a program every other Thursday called TED Talks, 
And we have a great group that comes in, and they've they've become friends. Where they've I've seen them exchange, you know, their cell phone numbers, and they get together for lunch after TED talks, and so it's great. It's a great place to connect with your community and learn something new, and stay curious, and stay on top of what's going on in the world. It's you know everything from a book to technology and beyond. Yes. So it's, you really, your library card is definitely, it's it's priceless in, in many ways. So it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being such great sports and answering our silly list of questions. Love thank it. Thank you. Top 10 list with 11 questions. <laughs> so give us some plugs. How can we see the Oceanside Library online? Talk, you know, push the Facebook, push the Insta. Do you want to push the book club? We have uh, pagingoceanside.com, which is our hub for our summer book club. We're right now finishing our winter book club. It also announces any author visits. All It's kind of all things book-related. There's book lists on there, Ask a Librarian, that sort of stuff. Um, that, and that was Paging Oceanside. And you have the Facebook. So uh, our Facebook page, we have Oceanside Library New York. Our all About Books page is Oceanside Library, All About Books. Our Instagram is also Oceanside Library New York. Um, what else do we have? Our website is OceansideLibrary.com. So you can find us. We're, we're out there. And we are the .com. We are a .com. Just not a I was just going to say, you're not a .org. No. No. Oceanside, California, got to it before us. Is this where we insert the boo? <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah, we just so. alienated half of California. Oh, sorry. We love sorry, you. Sorry, Callie. They, they often call looking for to know when their items are due and not realizing they've called New York. So. Right. Right. So that's fun. <laughs> they've tried to They're really orders. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Can we book a program? Well, you'll have to pay a, you know, $1,000 plane ticket, but... <laughs> Well, thank you both to Nadine Spano and, and Debbie Keener. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. We have come to the end of another episode of The Library Pros, and we thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments on this or any episode, click on the Contact Us form on our website, thelibrarypros.com. Visit us on Twitter at The Library Pros and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thelibrarypros. Don't forget to tell a friend or colleague and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to our podcasting engineer, Dean Meyer. Remember, the opinions stated by the Library Pros and their guests are solely those of Chris and Bob and are not those of the Sachin Public Library, the MS Clark Memorial Library, or any other library. See you next time. You've been listening to the Library Pros Podcast. The Library Pros are brought to you by Pippet Productions and by the Library Pros themselves, Krista Christofaro and Bob Johnson. Special thanks to Sachin Public Library for providing space for this podcast. Until the next turn of the page, I'm your announcer, Carlton Welch.